0: I invited you into my house to hang out with my friends, and one got real weird, and I'm... I'm sorry. Open your mouth, prepare your tongue, because you're about to get a taste.
1: I cannot believe we've gone 12 episodes without me being able to talk about
0: Final Fantasy. Well, I know the doll is bad, so I gotta think the Dusty Balloon is
2: less bad.
3: I mean, if all life everywhere ends... What have that's I lost? lost.
2: Facial <laughs> hair as a theme is not something I ever would have chosen. So Yeah,
1: that's the one that Rock is just sweaty the whole time. He's
2: yeah.
0: got that good, good, pointy Jafar beard.
1: <laughs> I've got three pages of AMA citations.
3: This is the Debate This podcast.
0: Hello, and welcome to Debate This, a show where no one is right, but someone is definitely wrong. In this podcast, we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comics, video games, and how my life has become a dark spiral of being continuously beaten into the ground by people playing Joker and online smash. Please, please stop. Just stop at me for support, everyone. My fiance won't talk to me anymore. She won't look at me because it's all just Jokers beating me. Wait,
1: Todd, I want to submit one real quick joke. Real quick joke.
0: I'll never see it coming. Damn it. Get out of here. Um, Amateur hour. <laughs> oh, man.
3: I haven't bought Joker yet. Is he, is he good? Is he that good that Todd is crying?
0: I cannot play him well, but the rest of the world can, and I'm standing still while they're running laps around me. All right. Um, so a concept that we've taken here at Debate This as of late has been recasting leads in movies or franchises that we think need some help. Well, in 1993, the world was given its two greatest films of all time, Jurassic Park and the Super Mario Brothers movie. Since the only way to improve Jurassic Park casting would be to have more Jeff Goldblum, just in every role, um, I've assembled a crack team to pitch me a recasting of the
3: Super Mario Brothers movie because it was very, 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 very bad. You know, they originally thought it would be Chris Pratt that would fix Jurassic Park and make it better, but we all (laughs) learned the really hard way that it was not.
0: (laughs) 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 You mean more dinosaurs just bringing them back to life wasn't a good idea again? Huh. So my panel, who is pitching for my funding today, consists of Andrew Hot Trash Henderson. My actual high school nickname.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Matt, a slightly too long hug, Cole. Which is my actual nightmare. (laughs) Yep. Kyle,
0: someone playing music on their phone in public Harper. Table flips. Just, <laughs> just Jesus in the temple table flips. And since this is such a massive undertaking, we've also brought in a special guest today, and that is Giovanni. Hearing your grandparents talk about how millennials are destroying everything and have no reason to complain, call Antonio from Left Trigger, Right Trigger podcast.
4: Yes, and that, that is actually kind of what my weekend was uh when it's very very accurate this is this is gonna be half podcast half support group
0: just for everyone (laughs) involved here today so so before we get into things uh giovanni you're kind of new to the debate this you know stage here uh we've suckered you into talking about a no good very bad movie today so before we get into all of that why don't you tell our listeners a little about a little bit about yourself and left trigger right trigger
4: I would love to. First and foremost, though, this is going to be a great movie by the time we're done with it. I want to make it extremely good. Um, Yeah, I I, uh, host a show called Left Trigger, Right Trigger. We are a video game book club. Uh, The format of our show is that every episode we pick a topic, uh, whether it be winter or unpopular uh, or fruit. uh, And each host brings forward a game that they think somehow fits into that topic. And we kind of discuss games through the lens of that topic um it's really fun it's the kind of thing where if you don't know a lot about games cool we we explain everything it's not you know up to date and current uh, so we just try and like talk about games as a whole through through the history um we also have have a, a shameful side podcast that I would be remiss if I didn't <laughs> plug uh, our shameful side podcast is called full metal bazinga full metal oh, bazinga no. <laughs> is a is a big bang theory final season watch along podcast uh, which is also an improvised audio drama uh, <laughs> he says with a question mark <laughs> it's it's really hard to hard to explain uh, but it is a very strange show and if you like weird half fiction half watch along mm-hmm. boy that's a show that you might want to hear <laughs> question mark is big bang theory finally ending what will oh my, my parents yes. watch now yeah Oh, my God. What will my father, like, relate to me with? Right? Or try to relate <laughs> to me. <laughs> try <laughs> to, yeah. Every time I go home, you know? So,
1: quick little story there. So, Matt and I met Giovanni and the rest of the guys from Left Trigger, Right Trigger at PodCon. Mm-hmm. And while, the int- while while when they introduced Left Trigger, Right Trigger, they like, cool, you guys do a video game podcast, too. That's awesome. Full Metal Bazinga was the thing I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> oh, damn. We need to be friends with these guys right quick.
2: <sighs>
0: I, um... I, I hate Big Bang Theory. We do, and, too. And <laughs> the only thing that I think could make it worse would be an improvised audio drama that goes with it. So I'm wondering if this good. is like a double negative situation it, where it makes it, it palatable.
3: The, it goes all the way back around, Todd, <laughs> where, to where it's amazing, actually. So I actually have, I have two questions for you before we start, Giovanni. Uh, first one, what's the weirdest like video game to topic match that like was actually a really good fit?
4: Ooh. That is that is such a hard question because we've done so many episodes now that it's very hard. I'll tell you about the the weirdest one we've had recently and it kind of didn't match but when we talked about fruit in our most recent episode, we all really such a had good to episode. <laughs> we all really had to stretch to figure out how to fit it and uh, our our host Colin came up with the argument of talking about like an obscure Sonic spin-off game starring tails that's kind of a metroidvania that none of us had ever heard of oh oh boy
0: i played that game i played it it was uh, <laughs> it, it was tails adventure right yeah you you collect different items and they let you do stuff and it was super fucking hard
4: the, the argument that was like, this is why I'm talking about it for fruit, was, quote, well, you ever walk into a grocery store and there's a fruit that you don't know what it is? This is like the weird fruit of games. Like, like, what? It is. So that's not, that's, not the, that's not the best connection, but it's the most interesting.
3: That's the exact I'm. answer I was looking for. And then that the, the second question I have, and if, yeah. I understand if it's too personal, uh, what was it like having your international crime syndicate broken up by a 10-year-old twice in three years? Gosh, yeah, <laughs> you know, I
4: just, kept, I just kept looking back at it and thinking, like, maybe I should have had a Pokemon other than Persian
3: uh, at my side, um, or, or something. Something a little, a little stronger than a Persian.
4: Yeah, and like and like relying on Rhydon with like a move that has a 30% chance of hitting. It's like what what team comp is this, you know? Um <laughs> It's a bold move.
3: It's definitely a bold choice.
4: And like everyone and you're going to have a water type on your team obviously because well, you there's need like surf.
3: 92 of them and out of the 150, so
4: There's so many. Um so I think I think next time I try and uh take over the world via Pokemon um Really, really mixed comp team, you know? Little more, a little, little, little more bit of type diversity. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, I
2: think so. There's, like, this high concept at which debate this episode's live. <laughs> Thank and you. And then up here on Cloud9, <laughs> six feet higher, are Giovanni and Kyle right now yeah. talking about the Pokemon anime. Like, I got the Giovanni joke, and I'm like, huh, that's funny.
0: I get it. And then it, like, it kept spiraling, like, deeper and deeper. And I was like, I'm, I'm not on this ride anymore. <laughs> I got off a while ago.
4: That I'll
3: is
0: your you teaser back.
4: for the rest of this
0: episode for me.
3: <laughs> well, so, let's, so let's, and I'm, let's, I'm good, Todd. You can take it back if you want. Yeah, let's
0: let's get into this. So, um, we are recasting the Super Mario movie. Not that anyone asked us to, but we're doing it. Um, <laughs> so, the original one, the original movie starred Mario, Luigi, and Daisy is kind of your three main characters, the the protagonists. Um, so, give me your Mario in your movie along with the other protagonists of your story from the Mario universe and the actor actress that is playing them. Um, this doesn't necessarily have to be Mario, Luigi and Daisy, as long as Mario is one of our leads. Uh, his name is on the, the billboard. It's in the title. So like he's, he's got top billing. He can't go anywhere. So let's go ahead and start it off with Andrew.
1: Yeah, I would love to. So, uh, in order to reboot this movie, the correct way, um, we're going to need some real star power. Now, I I would, Venture guests to say you're going to see that from all three
2: uh, Entrants today, but what's really? No, wait, stop. Hold on. You're not going to get away with saying star power like that. Yeah, I'm not going to let that <laughs> happen. Gross. You're also not going to get stop. away. You're also not going to get away with,
0: with counting wrong and saying <laughs> that there's three of you. <laughs> Giovanni is right. people.
1: Well, I was counting him. I wasn't counting Matt. So, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> sure. because I figured Matt would be talking about uh, Sonic or something.
2: Get out of here. <laughs> not just because I was born the year this movie came out. Does not give you exactly. permission so, to make fun of me. That's
0: a self-burn right
2: there.
1: You're, we're going to need some real star power, and yes, pun intended. Now, what's really going to bring in the audience is not just the stars in the lead roles, but the auteur director behind the camera. And what's a better way to blindly bring in people than the tagline, directed by Wes Anderson? Good. So let me pitch to you all the spectacular sojourn of Mario P. Mario, directed by Wes Anderson.
2: I hate what does it. the P stand for?
1: It doesn't matter.
2: <laughs> no, it does That's matter. The, Perci- it does
3: That's matter. the twist. He can't spoil it.
1: Mario, Percival, Mario.
3: Good. All right.
2: Fine.
1: All right. So, I actually, it's crazy. Um, in researching this, I actually dug up a lost script. So, I'm going to read, read from you some of the script notes here. So, this might, this might sound a little hackneyed, but just know that this was actually from the desk of, of Mr. Wes Anderson. So, <clears throat> exterior fade from black. A small chubby boy wearing a Boy Scout uniform approaches the camera with a large book in his hands. He places the book on a table in the shot. We see the cover in a bright future of font, the spectacular sojourn of Mario P. Mario. He opens the book and walks away. And of course, we hear a voice that sounds like Alec Baldwin, but it's Stephen Baldwin because we couldn't afford Alec. (laughs) Allow me to submit to you the story of Mario P. Mario and Luigi R. Mario. The story of two brothers who journeyed to a fantastical world of dinosaurs and mushroom people to save a princess. But in the end, they ended up saving what truly was in distress, themselves. So naturally, with a Wes Anderson movie... (laughs) Do you like that dead
0: air that everyone
3: just gave you? That's all for you. I got a
1: lot of... For, for those of you listening and everyone was laughing, uh, but their that's, audio was turned off. That's Very par weird. for
3: the course for a Wes Anderson movie is where like just some dead <laughs> air where you're like figuring out what just happened. Yeah. And you Everything, think it's funny, but you're not sure.
1: Everything has to land with, with unearned panache. So naturally with a Wes Anderson movie, we're going to have all the major players. So we open with our first scene. We see Owen Wilson staring out the window from a speeding train wearing a faded red hat. Uh, Luke Wilson approaches from off screen wearing, of course, a green one. We see Flash freeze title card, Owen Wilson as Mario Mario, and Luke Wilson as Luigi Mario. Luigi. Mario, the next stop is the Mushroom Kingdom. My girlfriend Daisy will meet us at the train station. So we smash cut to a picture of a handwritten letter as we hear the voice of Daisy. Luigi, meet me in the Mushroom Kingdom in three days. There's something here you'll want to see. Also watch out for Bowser. Daisy.
3: That's, Mario that's says, "That's so Wes Anderson. I hate, I hate that you had time to write a script because I like you, answered my questions in like a combined hour I had before work and on my lunch break. Are you still, are you still working, Andrew? Are
0: you
1: still going to work? <laughs> I, I can neither confirm nor deny. Uh, so, so we go. We smash cut back to Owen Wilson as Mario. Wow, what a fantastical journey we're about to have." <laughs> Um,
5: so we see our camera pans
1: as we see adrian brody in a mustache driving the train and a title card pops up that says mushroom kingdom um weeks earlier we cut to see a precocious boy in a tie and slicked back hair digging in a large desert he is digging and we hear the audible sound of of hard rock echoes out we see him peer in toward the camera uh so we've got a big face shot here as another woman approaches from the sides off screen our title card says Finn Wolfhart as Charles Toad Thompson and Gwyneth Paltrow as Regina Daisy Dubois.
0: Charles Toad Thompson.
1: That's correct. Uh, Toad. Toad's line, whoa, this is big. Uh, we then see Daisy, Gwyneth Paltrow, she smokes a cigarette and says, you've really found something there, Toad. And that's the introduction. So those are our more four main <laughs> heroes. We've got the Wilson brothers as Mario and Luigi. We've got uh, Gwyneth Paltrow as uh, Regina Daisy Dubois and Finn Wolfhart as Charles Thompson, aka Toad. Now, I is,
0: think I, you go. Is you, uh, you, I have things to say, but I want you all to tell Andrew things.
4: Well, I, I have an important question um, about it because if it's sure. going to be a Wes Anderson movie, the first, the first question that comes to mind um, before actually even the actors is is the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Wes Anderson movies uh, famous for these soundtracks and these kind of uh, almost iconic scenes like. Uh, Darjeeling Limited running after the train while while the Kinks play or, or the the, <laughs> yes. s- the Sue George David Bowie covers in a, in the Life <laughs> Aquatic. Um, yep. So what what do you what, like? Give me a taste of this soundtrack. Like, what are we, Are you just going with the Mario music in this, or do you have kind of like modern modern pop yeah. that's fitting in there?
3: It's classical guitar covers of, of the Mario song music. Mm. I think
1: I think it's going to be some sort of cover opening, but I'm thinking more of like a folky. Um, yeah, like a folky remix, we're definitely going to end with a Rolling Stones song, like 100%, and yeah. we'll, we'll get there. We'll okay. absolutely get there.
2: The Good. absolute last thing I need is the Avett Brothers covering <laughs> Mario music. Please <laughs> get that the hell out of my timeline.
1: There, there are definitely going to be harmon- harmonies, absolutely. So um,
3: my, my only question for you, Andrew, is this like 1995 Royal Tenenbaums Gwyneth Paltrow, or is this like modern-day owner of Goop, kind of unbearable this is very important for <laughs> my yeah, judgment
1: this is this is more rennet royal tenenbaums nope. and okay we're, we're gonna we're gonna hit a couple of the, the major beats here just you know strap in um <laughs> thank you for recognizing the reference first of all um second of all yeah it's 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 all these actors at their best points okay
0: that helps <laughs> i hate that you named toad chuck but anyway, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna move past that one as quick as possible. In, in the sequel, uh, he puts
1: move. on a, a football helmet and he's named, Char- nicknamed, Chargen Chuck.
3: Get out! No, stop! You're done. I Absolutely. don't like that. No. I moved I move to vote Andrew out of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Can we? <laughs> can we, we you, my second?
0: Can we just cut his recording right there? Um, so I'm gonna just pass the ball away. Uh, take it from Andrew. You don't get that anymore. Um, and I'm gonna pass it to matt what do you have and is it a full script if the answer is
2: yes we're moving on uh the answer is no but i would love to receive the feeling stick from andrew or whatever it is we're using to determine who gets to talk i, I don't you can talk but I i'm not giving you a feeling, you to it's the feeling yeah. stick from andrew. you don't want
0: <laughs> it's the talking totem and you'll receive it when andrew's ready to give it to you
2: I, mm, all right fine um i did one mouth. more thing to make fun of andrew um i guess not even really make fun of andrew but last night i was watching meet the parents and owen wilson came on screen and my girlfriend who is sitting beside me said man i just really love matthew mcconaughey in this movie (laughs) 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 so uh knowing that your mario is played by dollar general version of matthew mcconaughey uh, i would like to move on and talk about my super mario movie Um, But to talk about my Super Mario movie, I need to go back a little bit and tell you also that last night I watched the 1993 Super Mario Brothers movie. And it is very, very, very bad. Yeah. Like it's the room. Holy smokes. It's awful. For reasons that don't make sense, it's bad. Can
3: I tell my my fun anecdote about the movie? Um, Yeah, go for it. Uh, is it Dennis Hooper was Hopper Hopper Hopper, yeah. Hopper
2: Dennis Hopper? Um,
3: he did an interview in like 2007 where he he talks about he like had his son watch the movie or what or he made the movie for his son. His son was six at the time and loved Mario and he's like, sure, it's a paycheck, it's a movie I can do. My son will watch, and his son watched the movie and he's like, Dad, why'd you do that? Why'd you do that movie? It's like he said, well, uh, so I could buy you. Things like those shoes you got on. He had a new pair of shoes on, and his, his son was like, Daddy, I didn't need shoes that bad. <laughs> oh,
4: poor
2: Dennis Hopper. That's right, very good, man. Owned by his kid. Yes. There it is. There's the proof that even Dennis Hopper's kid acknowledges how bad the Super Mario Brothers movie is. Um, And I would venture to say that the reason it is bad, I was contemplating this last night, is I was like, why in the hell am I spending two hours watching this movie that I found on YouTube? Um, I was contemplating why was this movie so bad? Like it's at the core point the
3: writers budget and put it all into the cocaine budget.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that certainly didn't help, but I think at the core of this is the fact that the super Mario brothers Canon does not have enough substance for a full screenplay. It just doesn't no, it there does is not. There's not enough. What? Huh? No, it does not. No, exactly. Like, Mario Brothers is you wake up, Peach is missing, you go find Peach, end of game. That's it. That's
3: the whole that's Mario. The 15 minutes of cinematic cutscenes in Super Mario
2: Odyssey was like it and that was stretching yeah. it. Yes, exactly. So, there's only one way to take this movie and make it okay for 2019 and that is not to answer the question of how do we make a good Super Mario Brothers movie, that is to answer the question, how do we make the best worst movie? Oh no. And the answer mm. is we're making a one-off over-the-top cult classic comedy, and we're doing it right meow. Oh no. Alright, well, there's the pause <laughs> for And uh, uh, It didn't oh, come. Pa-
1: <sighs> you didn't introduce um, your concept first, dummy.
2: I was it. That was that was the introduction of the concept. All right, shut up. We'll do Everyone a Everyone say take later. hello. Everyone, say hello to the Super Broken Lizard Brothers. Oh, 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 yeah, (laughs) yeah, there it is. Great, thanks. Okay, (laughs) Paul Soder will be playing Mario Mario, and Steve Lemmy will be Luigi Mario. And because I know everybody's familiar with broken lizard movies like Beer Fest and Super Troopers, Mm -hmm. everyone knows the character names, but nobody knows the actor's names. I understand that. Accurate. I Mm -hmm. I also had to look up the actor names because I did not know. Um, so Paul Soder uh, was Jan Wolfhausen in Beerfest, and was Foster in Super Troopers. Steve Lemmy was Fink in Beerfest, and Mac in Super Troopers.
1: The, the, the Jewish guy slash redneck guy in Super Troopers. And then, yeah, Paul Soder's like the main guy, right?
2: Yep, yeah. So, uh, also... Jay Chandra Sekar is directing, because he directs most of the Broken Lizard movies, Natch. and is co-starring as Bernard Yoshi Yashashwi, and oh, Sarah Silverman good. is there is as man. Mario's- Oh, thanks, good, I, I liked that one. Uh, and Sarah Silverman is there as Mario's ex-girlfriend, Paulette Polentino. but this movie really isn't about her, and she really doesn't matter.
1: Good. As Pauline doesn't
0: matter.
2: Yeah, truly. Exactly.
0: i'm thrilled that you explained the the whole broken lizard thing because i was just way out in left field like lost in the weeds and then you brought me right back home
2: yeah yeah like the i know the name broken lizard like is the name of their comedy troupe uh and i know Jay Chandra sakar because i think that he is probably the most recognizable out of the group being the Mm -hmm. one not generic white guy in broken lizard right um the other names i was like i've absolutely no idea i had to look
0: well we let's 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 keep the ball rolling we got a lot of ground to cover um and so i'm going to take the the emotion totem or whatever we called it uh from matt and i'm gonna give it i'm gonna thrust it towards kyle
3: if we've got to call it anything can we just call it the conch can we just pass the conch around (laughs) pass the yeah the debate this conch shell um (laughs) so actually uh matt i think I think I figured out the main problem with the, the 1993 Super Mario Brothers movie, and that was it wasn't gritty and realistic enough. Ah, there it is. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay.
1: So I don't
2: know, man. There were some gritty moments in that movie. Yeah, it was
1: basically shitty Blade
2: Runner. <laughs> 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 That's
4: legitimately true.
2: Oh, no. Got the Damn same, same color had. palette.
5: Yeah. <laughs>
3: um well that's it for debate this (laughs) yeah there it is i'll take Um, my
1: trophy and go home thanks
3: yeah um so um we're we're gonna bring on martin scorsese to direct um but the working title at least is gangs of mushroom kingdom um (laughs) so this is going to be set in um 1920s new york we've got leonardo dicaprio as mario an italian man trying to make it as a plumber an Italian immigrant, I'm sorry, trying to make it as a, as a plumber. Thank you, thank you um, for my with, uh, with his brother, Luigi, played by Ray Liotta, um, they, they run this, this struggling um, two-man plumbing operation. When they are hired by uh, the heiress, Persephone Peach, um, to a successful fruit orchard from upstate to figure out why uh, she isn't getting any water to water her orchards. Um, and that is that is the the basic premise of our our gritty 1920s uh, gang drama Gangs of Mushroom Kingdom.
0: Who the actress that you have playing Peach? How would I know her?
3: I have a uh, Peach will be played by Marion Cotillard um, Ooh, who, yeah. who has been in movies like Inception. And um, some other things that I can't think of. The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, the Dark Knight Rises. She was uh, was Talia. Talia al Ghul in Dark Knight Rises.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay,
3: I got you. I like that.
0: Ray
1: Liotta as Luigi is absolutely wild.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that's incredible. It's incredible. Um, I just, I I needed a big... Personality for <laughs> Luigi, so he didn't get up shined it. by Leo, and I think Ray Liotta was the only option. <laughs> got That's it. the uh,
0: literal only option.
4: <laughs> uh, uh, so wait, d- does this take place in uh, the Mushroom Kingdom specifically? Because this actually kind of sounds like it would be, uh, it-, it could be set in Mario's canonical hometown, which is Flatbush, Brooklyn, according to the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. There he is, <laughs> Jesus! It, it is there actually it is.
3: set in Flatbush, Brooklyn. Flatbush, Brooklyn. That's where they okay. have their um, their office for their plumbing company. Okay, good, good. That is where it is in the show. Gangs yeah. of Mushroom Kingdom is just the working title right now. We have okay. Uh, um, we haven't figured out the the. Real Gangs of Flatbush has a ring to it, so I like, it. I,
0: like <laughs> it. I forgot about the Mario Brothers Super Show until just this moment, and oh man, was that also not
4: good? Oh yeah, but it is critical to my to my conversation as well. So I'm glad you remembered it. So that's good.
0: Well then, let, I'm not going to force any sort of uh, talking stick or or conch shell at you, but I am going to let you you sell your foundation of your shtick right now then so go ahead and take it away giovanni
4: yeah I, so i i want to really just talk about the cast. i mean we're going to get into kind of plot a little bit more uh, later but so i want to really focus in on the casting here um i will tell you that this is going to be more of a sort of like meditative independent film uh <laughs> It's going to be directed, if I don't direct it, if they don't let me direct it for whatever reason, uh, it will be directed by uh, the director, David Lowery, who's famous for such classics as Ain't Them Bodies Saints, uh, A Ghost Story, and also the children's... And also the children's movie Pete's Dragon, which shows that he has versatility in children's oh. cinema as well yeah. as uh, hard, of course. hard uh, he adult can, He can pay the
1: bills and get the butts in seats.
4: 100%. He's a perfect, I mean, who else would you cast? Um, so I, I want to focus in on the casting because uh, this, really, this is really important. to me. I, I think I agree about star power, and a lot, my cast has a lot of star power, but one, one place where I disagree is when it comes to Mario because I think Mario himself is the star of this film the name Mario is what sells the film. You don't need to have a big star playing Mario, and in fact, it kind of detracts from the star power inherent in Mario. You kind of want someone who's not gonna overshadow him, you want someone who's gonna like, think Mario when they see it, and they're not gonna have these, you know, preconceived notions from elsewhere. For example, like, you know, when I watch the Mario Brothers movie, like, Bob Hoskins is Bob Hoskins. You know, he's not mm-hmm. Mario. Um, so that got he me sure thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so that, so that, that got me thinking about the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, uh, where you have a Mario who who much more feels like Mario, and that's in no small part uh, thanks to the fact that he is played by uh, the the more obscure Captain Lou Albano, mm-hmm. uh, the professional wrestler. So that kind of got me thinking. So, yeah. Like, you know what? Why don't we take the same route? Why don't we take the same spiritual route? Recast a pretty small. Let's make that wrestler. lightning
0: strike again. <laughs>
4: <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna strike lightning twice, and we're gonna we're gonna cast an unknown. This I'm casting a wrestler as Mario, um, who, whose name is Eric Bugenhagen. He's currently in WWE's developmental program. He has a big mustache, and he's very, very charismatic. The crowd loves him because he comes out in air guitars, and, and they go crazy for him.
1: My favorite Final Fantasy VII NPC. Yeah. he can do all the stunts
3: himself. I love well, yeah. he can
4: do all the stunts. It's it's incredibly important that Mario be jacked for this film. So like he's got he's got he doesn't have to do any training. Um, and and also the really important thing about this for me is I'm thinking long term. I'm thinking of the Mario cinematic universe here. And I want to oh get God. someone who I, can, who I can lock down for like 20 years of Mario, you know? And who will never get cast in anything else because people are like, you're <laughs> just Mario. Sorry, dude. Like he has no other option than to do Mario. What um,
1: happens though when he becomes the next Bautista?
4: I mean, then he's stuck in a 20 year contract. Oh yeah. He's locked in for 20 years or 12 films,
0: whichever comes first.
4: Yeah. And there's no way that right now he's thinking like, Oh, I'm going to be the next Batista. So if he gets a 20 year contract to play Mario, like he's going to sign it. Come on. Well, there's, Er if he's a wrestler, if he's a wrestler, he doesn't have plans past the next like seven years. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. So Eric Bogen, Eric Bugenhagen is my Mario, but, but I agree that we still need star power. So I have cast uh, some stars in roles alongside him. Um, I'll save save Luigi for last because that's going to be a conversation. Um, So uh, we are going to have, uh, Daisy is going to be a major part of this film. She's kind of the actual protagonist of it. um, So I wanted to have someone who is just a a tremendous, tremendous actress. And for that, I have cast uh, Elizabeth Moss of Mad Men fame. uh, Mm -hmm. Very good. Very good. Fantastic. Uh, I, I need someone who kind of has like a dry wit. Um, and I think she's, she's perfect for this. Um, for Peach, uh, I actually want someone who people have preconceived conceptions of for this. I want people to think of like, the love interest and, and the kind of like uh, damsel in distress, uh, because I want to subvert that in this film. So I picked uh, Rachel McAdams for this uh, star of the notebook. Um,
2: I want people also to think Regina about George, you wanted a damsel yep. in distress yeah. and you went with Regina George.
4: Well, yeah, that's fair. It's, it's
2: that's fair. fair. <laughs> All right, but, I think,
1: I'm I'm thinking more manic pixie dream girl. That's that's where my mind went. Sure,
4: sure, yeah, that 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 works as well. Um, and then, uh, and we'll get it. You know, I also have side characters that I'm planning uh, for for future movies, since this is kind of you know, the first one in a in, uh, sequence mm-hmm. of 20. Um, and uh, <laughs> it, it's just important that I get this out there. Uh, Wario, Wario and Luigi will have a, a big segment in this film, um, and they will be, I, I looked for, for actors who were kind of like uh, good at being like crazy-eyed and dry, um, which I think is important for them. And uh, because of that, I picked up uh, Luis Guzman, uh, who, who's a classic uh, Puerto very Rican uh, uh, character actor, and, and of course, Michael Shannon, um, probably <laughs> most famous for playing General Zod in Man of Steel, <laughs> uh, but but also a, a, a very scary, scary, uh, hilarious guy on his own right. Um,
3: I only want Michael Shannon to play Waluigi if he's going to be in, like, a bright purple shirt yes. and black. <laughs> like, he's the only one in, like, the, the exact costume <laughs> Waluigi wears and everyone 100%. else is in like more appropriate not wink <laughs> nod costume.
4: so so the important the, the last important piece of casting here uh, that I think is relevant to to all of you is uh, Luigi who's a major part of this film and the franchise going forward uh, will be played by a debate this uh, favorite apparently uh, which is of course Rami Malek <laughs> hey oh,
2: friend our of the god show, king Rami Malek oh. of <laughs> love course love that guy
1: he's actually listening right now so uh, Rami hit us up we'll uh <laughs> We'll figure this out, man. Still
2: love to have you on the show, We man. want to put
3: you in another movie, Rami. He- Malik Nation, get at us. <laughs> <Malignation>. <laughs> he's, look,
4: he's he's tall, he's skinny, he's got those, like, he can he can do that, like, wide-eyed, kind of, like, scared look. Like, I, I cannot think of another person you would cast as Luigi, period. And we can't
3: either now. I just yeah. want
2: everyone here to know yeah. that in my mind, any time you say who you cast as Luigi, I think of that person trying to do the flutter kick across a gorge. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And I, I think Rami Malek could do it. I think that he could oh, flutter yeah. kick across the gorge.
1: If anyone has the, the acting chops to do a, a flying flutter kick, it's Rami Malek Certainly.
0: <laughs> so so I have to add something before we move on to the next question. Um so you had said Michael Shannon for Waluigi. Yes. And I love that, but I have to say, in my stupid dumb Todd brain, I kept reading that as Michael Sarah as waluigi wow. <laughs> i
4: realize those are not the same person michael sarah will will play shy guy i mean so, he'll be oh. there. so
1: it's okay i read i read that as michael chiklis from the shield which <laughs> there is there you go no he will be <laughs> Plant. equally as well yeah, yeah that's good
0: okay okay so we've got kind of the foundation got kind of a taste for what's going on but we have heroes of our story but there's no way that we're getting out of the flagship what is uh, supposedly the launch of the Marvel brother or Mario brothers cinematic universe, uh, without having Bowser being the headlining big bad. So what I need from you now is give me your Bowser. Um, and you know, who's going to play them and what, uh, slash they, or he is going to look like. So that could be, you know, are they CGI? Is this like a Josh Brolin Thanos situation. Is this more of like a, uh, you know, a more, more different interpretation. So tell me who Bowser is and what they are looking like. Andrew.
1: All right. Well, I'm gonna continue and flip over to uh, page 42 of the script that I've, I've uncovered, <laughs> and uh, so okay, so we're immediately following. Uh, we were in the desert. Toad just made that massive discovery. Um, we cut to see a black van um, pull up. As we see the logo, Koopa Corp. Ltd. Um, from the passenger seat emerges a tall, lanky man in a black suit. He's got dark sunglasses and black kind of spiky hair. The title card reads. Jason Schwartzman as Reginald Bowser the third
0: I mean I I like it but I also hate it like I I love what you're doing but at the same point in time I I hate what you're doing I I play really well in that space so what is what is Jason Schwartzman gonna look like
1: so well he's he's you know he's pretty unremarkable he's Jason Schwartzman so he's about 80 pounds and seven feet tall and he looks generally greasy like Jason Schwartzman does uh, like I said, he's probably, he's going to look very rich, so he's, he's always going to be wearing like a dark black expensive suit. Um, he walks up and he, and he looks at the two, uh, Daisy and Toad, he says, excuse me, are, are you Dr. Regina Dubois? Toad runs up and says, that's Daisy to you, because Toad's a precocious child, because you always have to have a precocious co- child in a Wes Anderson movie. <laughs>
5: Natch.
3: Um, uh, of yeah. course. Of course. Yep.
1: Uh, Daisy, aka Gwyneth Paltrow, cuts off Toad. Enough, Toad. Um, Oh, I said Todd here. That that was a mistake. That's wrong. Enough tone. (laughs) Nice little Um,
3: Freudian slip there. She
1: she asks Bowser what she wants. Bowser says, I want the bones you've just discovered, and I'm willing to pay a lot of money for them. We cut back to Daisy. She takes a beat, smoking another cigarette. Okay. We then transition to a (laughs) large corporate skyscraper (laughs) with that same Koopa Corp logo. Um, We see Bowser speaking with a woman in a white lab coat. Bowser says, Dr. Kamek, I've returned with the bones. Is this enough to extract the DNA and reverse the extinction process? We see another title title card that says, Francis McDormand as Dr. Rhonda Kamek. Dr. Rhonda Kamek says, yes. I
3: hate it. I hate it because I can hear it in my brain. It's a Wes Anderson movie, and I hate it. Your scripts sound like... I had a bot read 100 Wes Anderson scripts and 100 Mario plot summaries, and this is what it came up with. And it, I hate you.
1: You're welcome.
4: I love that you're bringing Kamek into this. Actually, uh, Kamek, Kamek is, is a you. really mm-hmm. underrated villain in the uh, mm-hmm. in the Mario canon. And you would think that would be more of like a, a, a Mario Brothers Four, you know, villain. But it's interesting yeah. that you, you kind of bring that in here. It-
1: it was definitely a turn. I was trying to think of. I need like a. I need like a kind of side villain that isn't one of the Koopa kids because right. you can't just pick one. There's there's not a lot there. I love um specifically the the version of Kamek in Paper Mario, which is like the old elder, elderly woman who I yeah. assume is an elderly woman, um who's just kind of like hey, Bowser, I'm going to get you. You know, I like that. So <laughs> that was kind of the the direction that I went. So yeah. Um, and we've got Jason Schwartzman. So again, we're we're checking all the boxes. We've got the the Wilson brothers. We've got Schwartzman. Um, Frances McDormand is a newer inclusion of the group, um, but she's she's definitely a mainstay in there. Questions?
0: A lot. But so but he's like, later. A sharp, <laughs> like a sharp, like a sharp dressed <laughs> Bowser. What's that? He's like a sharp dressed corporate Bowser. Yes, sir. That yeah, makes sharp. a lot
4: of sense. That in, yeah. in 2019, like CEO Bowser, you know, is mm-hmm. is is a, a true villain. He's like big oil Bowser.
1: He's he's yeah, he's uh, he's big. He's big, big pharma Bowser.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just really hate that you have taken Super Mario Brothers, the 1993 dumpster fire of a movie yep. and attempted to turn it into something that people would refer to as a film and not a movie. <laughs> and I hate that a lot.
1: I think actually we'll, we'll put that in the trailer. Um, <laughs> critics say Super Mario Brothers is quote A film and it'll, and it'll come out
3: And we'll all have to listen to our, our friend Ian Sanderson Explain why it's actually the best film Of 2019 That's right. and yes,
1: Because every language arts major And lit, lit major, English lit major Will love the fuck out of this movie The,
0: the trailer will be the best trailer Of 2019 in the movie uh, It'll do
1: fine It'll make, enough, it'll make its money back
2: all right matt what do you got for us uh i have jeffrey leon bridges playing the dickbag landlord bo servency bozer it- bozer <laughs> bo servency that's, that's good it, it took
3: me it took me too long to realize yep. that that jeffrey leon bridges is jeff bridges full yep. name and I really hate you for yeah. that already. So you're
2: fighting an uphill yeah. battle here. I Matt. think
1: you were expecting that to have a lot more weight than it did.
2: Um, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm making a broken lizard movie here, guys. It's not There's not a lot of weight to it. Y'all are out here crafting indie films, and I'm just trying to make money with laughs and get the hell out of here. So Jeff Bridges will be playing dickbag landlord Bo Cervensi. He looks like if the dude hosted Tool Time on Home Improvement, but had the demeanor of Obadiah Stane in act three of the first Iron Man movie. I mean,
3: since, (laughs) since 2008, Jeff Bridges has only been playing the dude or Obadiah Stane anyway. So exactly. It's not a
2: stretch. We're just going to put a tool belt on him and make him look like tool time. (laughs) Tim tool time. I don't even remember what the hell his name is. Uh, You weren't, you weren't born Uh, yet, Matt. I got a question. Yeah. Um, What's up Todd?
0: (laughs) We're, are you, are you trying to pull a producer's on us right now? Is that what you're doing? Are do you, you mean, trying Todd? to make a very, low, a very low budget movie and then run off with all of my studio money? Is that what you're doing? No,
2: no, okay. <laughs> Listen, this is going to tell me <laughs> so much money. Look at Super Troopers 2, which was released a year ago, two days ago, from the day we're recording Uh-oh. this, and was a, a super massive, disgusting moneymaker. Do you want me to really? pull up the numbers on how much money no, Super Trooper Two made? No, I don't need made? to know. I don't because I'm going to. <laughs> oh, pause okay. for Kyle. Sorry, get I'll ready. Out later. I want to uh. pass
0: the ball to you quick.
2: Yeah, so Super Troopers Two grossed fifteen million dollars in the first weekend. fifteen oh. million in opening oh, wow. weekend
3: on what the on what budget? Because fifteen million in movie money is not is not a lot.
0: Yeah, that's that's not very good. Well, I don't think that it probably costs a
2: lot to make Super Troopers too. They
1: remember they did that Kickstarter so they got it all pre-funded. Yeah.
2: So the budget was oh. 13.5 million, but a oh. lot of that was crowd-funded, and that's 15 million in the first weekend. So that's not total money made. That's but for weekend. a movie
1: like Super Troopers 2, that is probably
5: total.
3: <laughs> oh, <laughs> Everyone ouch, saw no. it. Everyone who was going to see it saw it opening yeah, weekend. It. And then they made like 600 grand more on DVD sales. And just for
4: sake of clarity, uh, j- just so I'm, I'm clear here. So your, your Mario movie is
2: like an R rated, raunchy comedy, correct? You're goddamn right it is. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Perfect. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. This is, and we'll get to this in question three, but this is straightforward i mean this is this is beer fest this is super troopers this is club dread this is any broken lizard movie Reskin as mario brothers cut paste send tweet that's it hey hey,
1: matt hey matt i got a question yeah. for you hit me do we uh we have any nuts any <laughs> yeah any
2: nuts Are we gonna see any
1: nuts? i'm not i'm
2: not doing this i'm not doing this game i'm not <laughs> how, playing how, do you,
1: do you just like one nut you're gonna do one nut We'll hey, so
2: in this last
0: question, we spent about two and a half minutes talking about Super Troopers 2, which by my math is 150 <laughs> seconds longer than I ever want to spend talking about Super Troopers 2. So, Kyle, please say things that if you reference
3: Super Troopers 2, we're done. We're cutting the, the we're not making the movie, we're cutting it, and we're done. Um, so, that's really unfortunate because. Um, it's using the same production team as Super Troopers. No, um, <laughs> in Gangs of Mushroom Kingdom, um, Mario, Luigi, and uh, Persephone, Peach uncover, uh, this this diabolical plot to control New York or the East Coast or whatever's uh access to running water, um, all led by the mob boss Daniel Bowser, uh, played by the esteemed john goodman he will be in a in a very dapper green suit with red accents um and we'll meet throughout the course of the film we'll also meet all his uh, underlings his um you know his his henchmen his enforcers so we'll have we'll meet characters like his two russian enforcers who use hammers to intimidate uh <laughs> The boss Bowser's clientele <laughs> um, A team of ghost-like assassins Who sneak up behind their victims Led by their quote-unquote King Boo Played by yep. Harvey Keitel
5: <laughs>
1: oh, good. oh, that's good
3: That's very good that's And very good. his uh, wild card, second-in-command And cousin to Mario and Luigi uh, Wario, played by Robert De Niro As well as his brother Waluigi Played by Alec Baldwin <laughs> okay.
0: wow. I, 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 did, who referenced alec oh it was andrew that said we that couldn't me, get yeah. alec but well, well you gotta no, save he the was, budget for waluigi he was
1: he got called into a scorsese apparently
3: <laughs> uh, martin <laughs> scorsese martin, martin scorsese can get alec baldwin i don't know about uh wes anderson so never would i
2: have thought that our recasting of the super mario brothers movie would land us two baldwicks deep but here we are
1: (laughs) (laughs) and there's the title two baldwins deep
0: (laughs) so so i'm looking at this this john goodman casting as bowser am i right in imagining him as like the john goodman cyclops from oh brother where art thou like that same like concept
3: that energy with a bit of the uh the 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 evil that he shows us in uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane too, mm, so a little ooh, of the unhinged ooh, that's John Goodman good. there too. But yeah. we're getting John Goodman is like he's gonna get an Oscar weirdly playing Boss Bowser in uh, in Martin Scorsese's Super Mario Bros. movie. So it's gonna be quite the performance.
1: And, and then wait, and then his uh, straight to Netflix series Boss Bowser. <laughs>
3: yes.
0: All right. Okay. <laughs> no one no one asked for that uh, <laughs> just noises of uncomfort um all right giovanni uh giovanni try like and that. try and make he us like forget the all. things that andrew said
4: uh, gladly gladly
0: that's actually uh, the subtext of this uh this whole podcast is debate this aka <laughs> help us forget the things that andrew said i pay them so i
1: have so they hang i have
0: to hang around me <laughs>
4: So let me, uh, le- yeah, let me let me give you a palate cleanser here. Um, so, so at first, I want to say Bowser, I, while he's like kind of a bad guy, and and especially will be a bad guy going forward in the Mario Cinematic Universe, um, I want to make it clear that he's not exactly the antagonist of this film. Um, the antagonist is more of a of a of a, a concept, and we'll get into that uh, in, in the next round here. Um, but, but Bowser, obviously, uh, more acts as a foil to Mario. In fact, the, the stars of the movie are actually Mario and, and Bowser. Um, Interesting. You know, so so we're, playing, we're playing with the fact that, like, like, Batman and Joker, they're a foil for each other. Um, so so it, was important, <laughs> it was important to get somebody who, who could be sinister, but I also wanted to make sure that we could get somebody a little more uh, rounded than that. So I wanted to make sure that we had somebody who both uh, could be endearing, and like a little bit sympathetic um and and could also be kind of funny um and and willing to kind of be a little bit goofy because i kind of want to go with the interpretation of Bowser in this one that you see in a lot of more recent Mario games where he's like a little bit of a goofball you know mm. like he's 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 a little bit of a ham um so uh, the the actor that i've chosen to to portray Bowser in this i think is is perfect and that is jk simmons Um, now (laughs) the reason I've picked J.K. Simmons is because I think two of his roles throughout his career kind of, uh, encapsulate what I want this Bowser to be. And I would say that this Bowser is somewhere between, uh, his character from Whiplash, uh, you know, the not my tempo, like asshole, uh, uh, throwing symbols
3: through walls. Yeah.
4: Like, like, you know, he, he turns on a diamond. You're like, Jesus Christ, this guy is scary. Like, this is, this is a bad situation that this kid is in. Um. But but then I also kind of on the flip side uh, was looking a lot at it as his classic uh, portrayal uh, of J Jonah Jameson from the Spider-Man films, where he's kind of antagonistic. You know, he's he's not a good guy. He's not on Spider-Man's side. But but he's really just like a goof horn ball, really funny. But like you know, he's out he's out to get Spider-Man.
3: You can't you can't help but love his antics, but he yes. is definitely not on your side. You're not rooting for him yeah. to like ruin Spider-Man's life, you know? Um, right but you enjoy every minute he's on yeah. screen. Yes.
1: Going back to Paper Mario, I love Goofball following like just following behind bout version of Bowser. Yeah. <laughs> it's
4: and like, the best iteration. And and just like again, thinking forward, like when we finally get to the Bowser's inside story movie, like where are you you know, <laughs> JK Simmons is going to do so much good like body acting of like, "Oh, something's in my stomach." <laughs> <laughs> So, again, thinking really long term here, I,
0: I got stuck pretty early on in your description that that the bad guy is kind of just a concept. Oh. You sounded you sounded like a fifth grader who didn't actually do the report, but got up in front of like <laughs> in front of the class and was like, well, for for flowers, for Algernon, right? The flowers were, were not real flowers. It was just a concept. You're going to you're going to wish that was the case by the end of this. <laughs> uh. All right, so so we've got this pretty set equation uh, so far of kind of the heroes and the foundation and the bad guy. So so let's kind of take that home then. Um, let's put it all together. So you kind of all given me a little taste of it, but we're gonna go into it even further. What is the plot of your blockbuster movie? Um, and and just kind of paint that picture for me. And I swear, if you give me this like cut and dry damsel in distress movie that the nineties loved to give me. You're all off the project. And I'm going to talk to my rich parents who are bankrolling this movie. And they're going to demote you down to a Hulu plus exclusive. And you know, with Disney plus coming out, no one is going to pay for Hulu anymore. So that said, Andrew
3: and uh, Andrew, I swear to God, if if you start reading a two and a half hour, Wes Anderson (laughs) script, I'm kicking you off the call.
0: We open with Mario, Luigi, and Daisy. <laughs>
1: oh, God. They're all, God. St- it, they're all it's standing playing, on the roof of a it's building. It's playing
0: with the shins in the background. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's got to be a lot older than that. It's got to be 70s <laughs> music. Um, so I, I mentioned the big the big reveal or the big discovery was Toad and Daisy found the dinosaur bones. Bowser and Dr. Kamek want to uh, reverse engineer the bones. So in true Wes Anderson fashion, we're not going to leave anything up in interpretation. So we see Mario, Luigi, and Daisy all standing on the roof of a building. Um, Daisy is explaining the situation to Mario, Luigi, and uh, we cut to Owen Wilson slash Mario. Wow! So he wants to reverse engineer dinosaurs. That's not
3: okay. Oh, so you're keeping the same basic plot as the original Super yeah, Mario right. <laughs> Brothers? It is. Is. That's D F
0: O M. That is bold. choice.
3: It's.
1: It's a choice, and it's a choice that I knew that none of you other motherfuckers was making. So.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> so, knew if uh, I made the bad decision, none of you would have made the bad decision, because it's bad.
1: We see Luigi, Luke Wilson, not okay. You mean like how you slept with my girlfriend six years ago? So we've, got, so we've introduced now, that this is a romantic triangle dynamic. Um, Mario and Luigi have both, unfortunately, uh, had, uh, had ro- or a romance with Daisy, if you will. Um, Daisy wants none of it, so she's smoking a cigarette and says, stop your, squ- stop your squabbling. Uh, Toad runs in. He hands a pair of binoculars to Mario. And we, see the, we, see, we don't see what's in the binoculars, but we do see uh, a close-up of Owen Wilson's face looking through binoculars. And we hear, wow, that's a dinosaur running down the street. So then we see a stop-motion dinosaur uh, running from several stop-motion, cutesy, European-looking police cars. Uh, we then close in to see a panicked look on this stop-motion dinosaur's face as he approaches the edge of a cliff. Um, he then looks around and then smirks. Tough luck, boys. Looks like it's the end of the road. And then our title card freezes, and we see George Clooney as the voice of Yoshi. God.
3: <laughs> Let me see. I feel we like see. I feel like you did all of this just to like show off your Owen Wilson voice. Uh like, yeah. <laughs>
4: yes. I was thinking
1: that. I am I am workshopping a few characters. Uh, Yoshi jumps out of frame as all the police cars pile up in an adorable pile of stop-motion mess, and Yoshi re-emerges on the screen as with wings as he flies away. Um so our plot continues. Mario, Luigi, Luigi, and Daisy to follow after Yoshi. Uh during the, uh during this bit, Mario and Luigi will share some more passive non-sequiturs, and their conflict will eventually climax into an actual fistfight. Um, and then at some point, Mario and Daisy will longingly discuss their romantic past, um, probably in a small tent, but ultimately decide to stop seeing each other for Luigi's sake. So uh, the group, at the climax of the movie, the group encounters Bowser and Kamek as they trick Yoshi into walking into an electronic cage. Um, After some polite yet firm discourse between Mario and Bowser, Kamek agrees to let Yoshi go. Um, We we see Jason Schwartzman as our Bowser. I'm upset that I was bested by the Mario brothers, but I've learned something that's more important than wealth or power. We need to cherish the environment and the creatures that we live among because, gosh darn it, it's all we've got. Uh, So Mario looks at Dr. Kamek. Wow. Thank you, Dr. Kamek, for seeing our side. I feel like I owe you dinner or something proper. Kamek looks back at Mario and says, No thanks, Mario. The princess you're looking for
3: is in another castle. Stop. I don't know where <laughs> it happened, but at some point in that description, I went from enjoying this to not enjoying this anymore. <laughs> yeah, that was that was quite the roller coaster. I gotta tell we, you. Uh,
1: our camera pans down and we see Luigi and Daisy hold hands while a Rolling Stone song plays as we fade to black.
2: That's good. Okay, I we hate home. so we got much. It. The things that you choose to be, so much, I hate it. I
1: had so much fun writing that.
2: <laughs> Ugh.
0: If I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm I want to apologize to the other three of you that I brought to
3: this trap by accident. To Giovanni, like this is your first time on our show, you have to deal with this. To our <laughs> listeners, like
4: I, I went, I went to film school. This is every script. Like
0: I'm used to this. He Don't loves worry. it. He loves
3: it. <laughs>
4: I invited you into my
0: house to hang out with my friends and one got real weird. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sorry. It's
4: so, it's so okay. It's
0: okay. Um, all right, Matt, uh, tell me more about your story. And I swear if you make, was that Mel, Mel Brooks's Yoshi. Was that what that was? No, it's George, George Clooney. Clooney. George Clooney. Uh, maybe I, I just blinded it out of my brain because I needed it to go away. I like Mel Brooks' Yoshi way more than I like George Clooney Yoshi. I actually Yoshi. do like that a lot. Yeah. George
1: Clooney, that was my fantastic Mr. Fox nod.
0: Yeah. Yes, there it is.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, yeah. Um, all right, Matt, what do, you, what do you have? All right, well, when it comes to broken lizard movies, if, if you were to hear, hey, broken lizard is doing a Super Mario Brothers movie, this is it. And uh, Mario and Luigi are exactly (laughs) what you want them to be. Two burnt out, too old to be living together brothers who have landed minimum wage service jobs in the plumbing industry that never really turned into anything more. So our movie opens with an eviction notice on an apartment door. Although it looks like it's been there for quite a while. Pay your fucking rent or leave is written in what looks like it could be motor oil, partially on the notice (laughs) and partially on the door. This is the apartment of the Mario Brothers. Mario and Luigi appear to have put in minimal effort into packing their things as made effort by the poorly packed boxes all over the place. And this apartment is a shithole. It's a terrible place. Everything is broken or in the dark or covered up with a blanket to ignore how broken it is. This is just a terrible place. Luigi sits on the couch drinking from a brown bag. While Mario is on the phone in what could vaguely be described as a kitchen. He enters what could vaguely be described as a living room to tell Luigi that their cousins are coming to town this weekend and will be there in a few hours. This just sounds like dumb and dumber. Yeah, well, it's not far off, man. Um, <laughs> so let's, uh, let's cut forward a few hours to the entrance of Kevin Heffernan, who is landfill in Beerfest and Farva in super troopers as nice. Wario Mario, and Eric Stolhansky, who is Todd Wolfhausen and Rabbit, as Waluigi Mario. Okay. They plop down and immediately ask Mario and Luigi if they have a hookup on any drugs that they can use to party this weekend. <laughs> Which is exactly, and they would have
0: a smell to them.
2: Yep, uh-huh, 100% a
0: smell.
1: <laughs> I, l- I love that you reserve that for literally the tall guy and the fat guy. <laughs> <for> yeah,
2: <laughs> for- <laughs> most definitely. <laughs> So unfortunately for Wario and Waluigi, the brothers say no, but they're sure their buddy Yoshi can hook them up. They call Yoshi, he comes over, and explains his weed guy was out, but his mushroom guy came through with some brand new super shrooms. I hate Uh. it. So Wario is the first to grab a handful out of the bag and shove them in his mouth. Nobody was really planning on doing the drugs at 4pm on Friday, but Wario already started so we might as well join uh, along.
3: So it's Dumb and Dumber turns into Dude, where's my car? Continue. Dude, where's my cart?
2: Ah, uh, <laughs> oh, there it is. Oh, damn it! Mm, damn it! Nice. Um. So <laughs> while they're waiting for the drugs to kick in, Waluigi, Yoshi, and Wario all bring up the fact that they notice the eviction uh, message on the brothers' door. The brothers shake it off and say, "Well, we haven't paid rent in three months." I'm sure he's not going to come to pick it up now. It's not like the notice is new. It's been there for a couple weeks. We think it's all just going to blow over. The rest of the guys are a little bit less convinced that it's going to blow over and say something along the lines of, you should probably pay your rent or you're going to be out on the street. And they say, well, if we're out on the street, we'll just move in with you, Yoshi. He responds that he lives in a van and absolutely will not be taking in other people into his van.
0: That is how Yoshi says it. Yes. (laughs) Listen, listen. I live in a van and I will absolutely not be taking anyone else into my van.
2: So the group starts discussing how they can pay the rent with the money they don't have. Now, because they're in a terrible part of Brooklyn and this is an absolutely terrible building, most of the building pays the landlord in cash. And they know that crazy old bozer guy keeps nearly $20,000 in a basement safe. So they decide to steal the money from their own landlord, just to turn around and give it back to them, thinking, hey, if we return what we stole, it's not all that bad, right? That's when the drugs kick in, hilarity ensues, <laughs> cut, print, send, tweet, we've got a broken lizard movie, boys, and we're gonna ride it the whole way to box office gold. Ooh. You
1: know, okay, okay, real quick i okay i want to say i would definitely not spend money to watch this movie absolutely not
2: oh i would 100 percent spend money to watch this movie
1: but i would watch this at comedy central at two in the morning
2: yeah that's you and that's that's where we're gonna make the real money i mean the the royalties are gonna pay out on this one for a while and we know that this is is a long con game as Mm. are many comedies of this i mean like let's face it man nobody really goes out of their way to watch beer fest but God damn it, if it's Sunday afternoon and you're flipping through channels and Beer Fest is on TV, you'll watch it because you got nothing better to do. And that's where this movie is going to make some real money. And it's going to be really funny. Like it's going to be one of those, you know, I'm sad that I paid $15 to see it in theaters, but I laughed a lot. So maybe it's OK. That's the movie we're putting together here.
3: <laughs> All right.
0: I feel like at some point in time you did to this movie what they did with the Fantastic Four like reboot. Where they're like, this is a story that is not a Fantastic Four movie, but let's just make all the characters Fantastic Four characters, and then it technically, by default, becomes a Fantastic Four movie.
2: (laughs) Uh, You know, I I feel like I'm a little bit more on formula than the last Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, no, you're not not wrong. This reads to me like it could fit into the Broken Lizard, like, uh, um, um... Uh, portfolio that's the word uh this would fit into the broken lizard portfolio just like any other movie
1: it's got drugs and rent money so that's about all really you really need exactly. Check all the boxes. checking yeah.
2: most of the boxes already <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> uh, uh, all right kyle does yours also have drugs and rent money
3: if not i want to hear about it um no no rent money maybe some drugs it is a martin scorsese movie so someone oh, will yes. be on something um but um, so I kind of laid it out at the beginning. Mario, Mario and Luigi are um, struggling plumbers slash brothers. They're not struggling brothers, but they're brothers who are struggling plumbers. And they get hired by the heiress, uh, Persephone Peach, to investigate why her orchards are not getting the water that they need. They, uh, you know, follow the pipes, so it were, and um, and find out uncover this diabolical plot by boss bowser uh, to control new york's water um the the man in charge of water in this developing time is gonna be a very rich man and bowser wants that power they they kind of encounter bowser he laughs them off and uh has them escorted out of his office by um their cousins wario and waluigi um, but they aren't giving up. Uh, Persephone Peach's uh, money is going to really help them get their business back on track. Plus, um, both brothers seem to have a crush on on this character and would do anything to please her. Um, so they're they're going for it. And this is we get kind of into a an action the actiony part of the movie. Uh, they they take out some lower level thugs. They this is when they run into. Um, King Boo again, played by Harvey Keitel, um, and his gang of assassins. They find out um, kind of the weakness in Bowser's plan. What what needs to go wrong for for his whole plan to fall apart? Um, from King Boo, after they beat him, um, they they dig a little deeper. They get to they get to um, to go confront Bowser again when they're met by. Uh, t- these two mysterious Russian uh, hitmen known only as the Hammer Brothers. Again, big bloody fight. Um, Luigi, you know, gets like his his leg broken by one of these Hammer Brothers. Uh, but Mario manages to pull out a win and, uh, and kill them as well.
1: It's, it's the most brutal fight you've ever seen. And you see every <laughs> bone just yeah.
3: exposed. Oh, it's like again it's martin scorsese so he's really gonna push Mm -hmm. that r rating too so like Mm -hmm. you're gonna we're gonna see like a compound fracture like on on film it's gonna be messy and and finally it it comes down to the the final battle it's mario versus bowser and we see um we see we watch like john goodman takes off his his emerald green coat and like and and like Flexes and we see how like strong and powerful this man actually is, and him and Mario just go at it, and you'll just have to watch the movie to see how it ends.
5: Ooh.
0: I feel like it's a it's a uh, what's his name um, Vincent D'Onofrio, very um, like kingpin kind of strong, very very
3: very kingpin yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. yeah, Vin- esque uh, from the Daredevil show role played by John Goodman.
1: Man, imagine if someone would have cast Vincent D'Onofrio. as that role. That would have been so cool.
3: I Uh, thought about it. He's my second choice. I was home with them. All right, all right,
0: Giovanni, bring us home. So you're this this movie, give me that that taste of the plot. What's the story we're telling here?
4: So, in order to figure out the the story of a Super Mario Brothers movie, I think you first need to ask yourself, what are the Super Mario Brothers games about? and and matt, Sorry. i'm going I'm gonna go against you uh, here. I think I think our movies are interestingly at odds with one another. So so I'll, I'll kind of be the foil for you here. Um and I'll say that every every game is about something, right? In some way. You know, Pong is a game about competition, right? Pac-Man is a game about measured fight or flight response, what is right? These are, these are all Love these, are all, these <laughs> games are all about things, right? So, and I think a lot of the a lot of times movie producers fail with video game adaptations because they look at a, a property like Assassin's Creed and they're like, why should we adapt this into a movie, a different medium that is a storytelling medium? And they go, oh, because it's a popular game and there's knives and there can be cool knife fights, right? Whereas you should be going like. <laughs> Look, Assassin's Creed is a game about kind of uh, the way we view history and the way we view it through our ancestors and, and the things we don't know versus, versus the kind of
3: secret history that's not recorded. Wait, right? it's, not, it's not a game about parkour? I know no! A parkour <laughs> no. <game>. Get out! <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, you're not,
1: you're not looking for the deeper meaning, you, Can you, you stay, freaking scrub.
4: Stay with me here. God. Uh, so, so the Super Mario Brothers games, I, I spent a lot of time to figure out what they're about, and I came up with two things. Um, the first one is uh, they are games about travel. Every Super Mario Brothers game is about Mario going to different locations, and mechanically what you're doing in the game is you're learning how these worlds work so that you can get through them. And if that sounds kind of far-fetched, keep in mind that Super Mario Sunshine, literally a game about going on vacation, Super Mario Galaxy, Mario's going to space, and Super Mario Odyssey is literally a game about travel. 100%. Um, And if you track some of these Mario games back and start to view it through that lens, you know, like... They they all kind of fit into it. Super Mario World, he's he's going throughout the world, three uh Super Mario Brothers three, all these different diverse levels that he goes to. Um I I can say with confidence that these games, if nothing else, are about travel. Um, the second thing is a little bit more obvious, and that's that the Super Mario Brothers games are obviously about toxic masculinity. I think we can all agree there. There's really, there's really no need to, to go into mm-hmm. that too much deeper, but if I have to, you know, it's about, the, it's about Bowser and Mario fighting over, uh, you know, who kind of uh, owns Peach, right? Like who, Mario just like mm-hmm. overstepping his bounds to save her, uh, Bowser <laughs> just constantly kidnapping her. This tracks, this is all obvious. Yep. I don't have to expand on this more.
3: You'd think Mario would get the hint after like the third or fourth game that maybe Peach doesn't want to be around him. That's why she keeps getting kidnapped. You would but... think you'd get the hint in the first game where he goes to the castle and they go, sorry, she's in another castle, and then like
4: keep going to other castle. Like she doesn't want to be found.
0: Yeah. Um They so... saw him coming and they shut the lights off and pulled the curtains. <laughs> yeah,
4: exactly. Exactly. So so with this all in mind, uh My Super Mario Brothers movie, uh, which is which is a introspective independent film, uh, is about it's a road movie. It's very similar, actually, in, in structure to the first Muppet movie, um, which, if you've never seen it,
5: <laughs> is, is about
4: Kermit and Fozzie going going on a road trip across America. Um, so what happens in this film is we kind of open up with this montage of Mario and Bowser getting in all of these different fights, right? And it starts off, it's just like all of these different fights where Peach is in trouble. And as the montage goes on, like, Peach is in less and less trouble, and the scenarios kind of become more and more like, Mario's just kind of like getting into fights with Bowser over kind of nothing and Peach is clearly like fine. Um so we kind of start with this montage and then we kind of get our title card. Um the way the plot progresses is that Peach one day goes missing and Mario of course instinctively goes to Bowser's house and he starts beating the shit out of him. And Bowser's like literally what did I do? Why are you beating the shit out of me right now? <laughs> and Mario's like <laughs> and Mario's like Peach is missing, obviously you took her. And Bowser's like what do you mean she's missing? And, like, both of them kind of go into a frenzy, because Mario's like, where'd the princess go? And Bowser's like, Peach, Peach is mine. I'm supposed to kidnap Bowser. I'm supposed to kidnap her. Where, where is she? Um, so the two of them uh, argue. You know, Mario's like, I'm going to go save her. Bowser's like, I'm coming along. Mario's like, of course you're not. We're enemies. He's like, you're going to need my help. Mario eventually says, fine, but we're bringing my brother, because we need, we need someone to come along with us of course, Luigi hates this idea. He's like, Mario, I'm not going to do it. Mario kind of bullies him into it, and the three of them go on a road trip. Um, now, <laughs> the structure of this film is kind of them going around to different locations from the Mushroom Kingdom, where they kind of meet different characters. Uh, they kind of learn more about these, these worlds and themselves uh, as this trip goes of on. Uh, one of the key <laughs> characters that comes in early is Daisy. Daisy kind of acts as the actual protagonist of this film because she kind of is the voice of reason. Um, and one thing that's very important is she's she's instrumental in Luigi's plotline. Uh, so Luigi kind of gets bullied throughout this whole film by both Mario and Bowser. And there's actually a scene where they kind of go to a dire, dire docks-esque beach location for Mario. And Mario's like oh, let's get in the water. And Mario takes his shirt off and he's jacked as fuck because he's a wrestler. Um, <laughs> sure. and, and, and Luigi, of course, is like, I don't want to take my shirt off. And they're like, no, come on. And he finally <laughs> does. Because I'm like, Malick. Mario... Yeah, it's Raymond Malik. He's <laughs> like, Rami I don't want to do this. And Mario and Bowser just, like, rag on him. They're like this, like, pipsqueak. And like, Ma- this is, like, a point in the movie where Mario and Bowser, like, kind of become one and the same. You know, like, you see that foil mm-hmm. crossover where they're, like, both being kind of dicks Whoa. to Luigi. Um, so they go on this road trip and, and along the way, Daisy, you know, sees this behavior and kind of, like, befriends, you know, Luigi, and is kind of like, you know, Mar- your brother's kind of addicted to you, and he's like, yeah, I know, he- he's just trying to make me be a better man, whatever. Um, and, uh, of course, throughout this, Daisy uh, is going to help uh luigi recognized his asexuality which i think is important not a lot of asexual characters <laughs> in cinema. <laughs> this, this we really all... need to normalize it well and uh, this is this is a canonical in mario of course uh so so we just have to get it on and you know there's not a lot of there's not a lot of good uh asexual representation in hollywood so so this is perfect um so anyways uh eventually the film uh they get to peach they find her bowser immediately is like Oh, finally, I'm going to take her. Mario's like, get the fuck out of here. They get into a big fight. And Peach is just like, look, this is why I ran away. And they're like, what? And it's like, I left. I left because I was so tired of the two of you. And she leaves. And this this is not unprecedented. This, by the way, if you've played Super Mario Odyssey, literally is the ending of Super Mario Odyssey. Um, Hmm. Bowser and Mario get into one last confrontation. They're fighting with each other. And Peach is like, fuck both of you. And she leaves. (laughs) So there's precedent for this. Um, so, so this film kind of ends with Mario realizing that he's kind of been a dick this entire time, that he's kind of just like becoming like Bowser in a different way. Um, he apologizes to his brother, you know, him and Luigi become friends again. And, uh, and this, uh, allows us to set up a lot more, uh, in the franchise. Uh, it, it, it paints Mario as sympathetic in the end. He learns something about himself. Um, and, and when I said that the, the concept of this movie is a little more, uh, abstract that's because the the protagonist of this film is actually masculinity and they they all learn to overcome this in their own way um so that's my pitch uh i think this all is is pretty clear-cut and makes sense this is all straight from the source material so um so hopefully this is this all this is all good by by all of you ripped ripped right off the pixels yeah yeah right
2: off you know it's great screen screen i mean it is basically the plot of paper mario 2000 your door
4: yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Big, a big inspiration for this one.
1: What What I like most about this is yes. it's essentially sideways, 2004 sideways. One of my favorite films. Same, uh, and it hits all of those story beats. And I see, I I know that Rami Malek is Luigi, but I could not picture Paul Giamatti as <laughs> Luigi. Good. That's
4: that's actually when I have to recast Malek when he gets when he when we start to yeah. get like. When the actors start to get like in their forties and like Bugenhagen is still under contract, but no one sure. else is, like, well, Giamatti. you you
1: get you get that Academy Award, you start getting you know you get yeah. a little a little feisty with the with the contracting. Yeah, um, yeah. Think think about consider Giamatti. You know, okay. maybe like a like a, like a like a coming of age kind of it. Post-
3: I, li- I like it i like it yeah yeah well and paul giamani will take any role too so he'll be easy <laughs> yeah to get. oh okay. he will <laughs> after well
0: after the rhino thing fell through i think he was looking for, <laughs> for some money to come through on for that other
3: french
0: well yes. so so you all gave me a lot here and i've got one more one more question that is the super secret bonus question so i'm gonna go ahead and feed it to you so guys i've got some good news uh the movie was a hit It killed in the theater during its Armistice Day weekend release. And so we are now green lighting a Super Mario Brothers 2 ASAP. So the twist is that that conventional formula, uh, you know, it's not going to work again. So we're going to take a note from past Mario games and we can't have Bowser be front and center as a, a, you know, as an antagonist. We need a different big bad, a different poster. So it can't be Bowser and it can't be toxic masculinity again. So, (laughs) it is someone, it is something else So, the super secret bonus question for this week is Tell me who is the new breakout big bad of your sequel And then, who is playing them? And so, while you're thinking about that We're going to go ahead and take a short break
1: Are you tired of the domestic discussions of the more pedestrian podcasts? Looking for a more enlightened way to talk about video games? Then look no further than Left Trigger, Right Trigger, the video game book club, where four hosts discuss the more sophisticated issues in games. Topics
2: include... Body parts. Zelda.
4: The Division. Hyperlight Tokyo Drifter. Good Vibes.
2: Time Machine. Doing the gab. Biscuit Faces.
4: Being Terrible.
0: Muzipan Sex Dance. The Faces Are Terrible.
4: When the Mouse Is Away. When the Cat's a Mouse. I Can't Tell White People Apart. My Body Is
0: Going
2: To Dissolve. I'm Playing Wine. Lagashapon Is Just A Womb. Man, This Game's Got Hot Orcs. Left
1: trigger, right trigger. Your video game book club. Wow, that was really disappointing.
0: Okay, and we're back. So again, the the question on the table is, in your sequel, who is your big bad and who is the actor or actress that is playing them? And we're going to go ahead and start with Andrew.
1: Right, so this one's the an easy answer. So we're going we're gonna to adapt one of my favorite uh, Mario games, a game actually this time, uh, Super Mario Land 2. So we're going to have uh, Owen Wilson coming back, and, and this can be the, uh, the post credit scene. Owen Wilson comes back on the train, and he, uh, the story of Super Mario Land 2, he arrives, Mario arrives at his castle that he apparently owns, and Wario's there that's taking it over. So what's going to happen is uh, Owen Wilson comes back. He, he walks in his house He's like, gosh, it's been so long since I've been home. And then the, uh, the camera pans. We, we see Bill Murray with a big old <laughs> chomp on a big old cigar. He turns, he turns around in the rolling chair. He says, welcome home, Mario. And, uh, and then we just see Super Mario Land 2, directed by Wes Anderson. Oh,
0: I hate so Bill titles. Murray is Wart.
1: Bill Murray, Bill Murray is Wario.
0: Oh, Wario. Oh, oh, I okay. thought he was, ah, I gotcha. That would be good, too, actually. That's,
1: that's yeah. a good one. That, uh, fair enough. That is good.
0: <laughs> no, I like Bill Murray as Wario.
1: We, you always have to have Bill Murray. That's the last checkbox, and I wanted to make sure I saved that for the most important checkbox. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: All right, Matt. Uh, Well, I'm sure you were concerned, but in case you were, or were, I don't know, the Mario Brothers did manage to pay their rent, and in doing so, they realized that their landlord has been doing a lot of really illegal things, and he got arrested, and everything is great, and they think they're going to live rent-free until post-credit scene, we see that their building is bought by a group of investment bankers. And that group of investment bankers is known as Smithy and Sons. And so now... Yeah. Yeah. Smithy. Good. Amazing. Smithy, played by Ed Helm, along with his sons. (laughs) (laughs) Mac, played by Jason Sudeikis. Bowyer, played by Jason Bateman. And Yuridovich, played by none other than Charlie Day will be the big bads for the (laughs) next super mario brothers movie what a
0: good weird super mario (laughs) rpg pull i i i appreciate that love it
3: you're welcome all right kyle all right so uh for our sequel movie we're actually gonna um we're gonna focus in a little more on um the second mario brother luigi um played by again ray leota he's gonna inherit a, this is not directed by Martin Scorsese by the way, we couldn't get him for the <laughs> <before>. <laughs> uh, but because uh, we're going we're to take a wild turn, um, uh, Luigi is going to inherit this mansion um, which <laughs> happens to also be um, while it was, aban- it was abandoned while it was abandoned it was used as the hideout uh, for the assassin clan of the booze um, and Luigi will have to clear out uh, King Boo, played again by Harvey Keitel, and his team of assassins from his new, in, newly inherited mansion in Luigi's Mansion. I just oh, love the oh. way
0: you said. <laughs> I love the way that you said Luigi inherits a mansion.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you,
1: you definitely didn't bury the lead. Uh, Kyle, is your that is definitely directed by Quentin Tarantino, right? One hundred percent.
3: Good, love it. And it's and it's just it's just that setup. An hour and a half of martial arts, um, different martial arts battles uh, <laughs> choreographed by by Quentin Tarantino. And then a nice like monologue by Harvey Keitel before Luigi like rips his heart out of his chest or something. Super perfect. All super while graphic. holding a vacuum. All while <laughs> 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 the are um, guest. The, the, his, the vacuum will be he will like use heavily use a vacuum in all of his uh, kung fu fights. All uh, okay. Jackie Chan, perfect, perfect.
4: All right, Giovanni. Yeah. Uh. So I mentioned I mentioned my casting for Wario and Waluigi. I forgot to mention that in the plot they they encounter them at some point because I wanted to make sure we we get to them in this movie. Um. So, uh, wh- the first movie is going to be just called Super Mario, um. But the second movie is going to be called Super Mario Brothers, and it's very much going to be about the relationship of Mario and Luigi. Now that they have sort of like started to patch things up, and they still like are a little bit uncomfortable with one another, you know, because because there's there's a lot of like things that they're dealing with uh like years and years of just kind of like bullying and and treatment. Um so of course we bring in Wario and Waluigi as like a direct foil to them, you know, who are who are really just like these totally dysfunctional brothers where Mario and Luigi can really come together uh and and put put the past behind them, uh come together as a family much like in the Fast and Furious films uh to defeat uh Wario and Waluigi. So uh very simple. Um this will this will of course uh because Bowser wasn't actually the villain in my first film, this will set us up for our third film, for, for Bowser to really come in and be the big bad. But this will allow Mario and Luigi to get on the same page before that big thing happens.
1: You got to go micro like, before you can go macro.
4: Exactly. Yeah, this, is like, this is like an Avengers 2. There's, like a, there's an hour-long <laughs> scene of the farm. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you guys have given me
0: a lot to think about um and so before i before we move on i just need some some final thoughts so give me like five to seven words that that describe what you are pitching to me today that i'm going to decide if my inheritance goes to to help build this this masterpiece
1: it's simple your tagline is a wes anderson film done
2: (laughs) (laughs) it yeah it works um Coming to discount theaters near you for 20, 2020 coming, coming to your Walmart discount. <laughs> DVD. Bin. Coming to the $5 bin for 20, 2020
3: coming to comedy
0: central afternoons in six years. Hashtag a red box exclusive.
3: <laughs> All right, Kyle Martin Scorsese gets movies made. We waited a long time for Wolf of Wall Street, but he finally got it out there and I'm confident that, uh, that Martin Scorsese's Mario Bros will get made. So
2: many so. hyphens in that five to seven words. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. Um, five, five simple
4: words from me, uh, and those words are, I went to film school. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've been in debt for like eight years. Give me this fucking movie. Give me a
0: win. Guys, Jeez. Giovanni needs this.
4: <laughs> I, please. So
0: while I take all the debate this ingredients and try and build a debate this cake, not bake it, but I'm building it, I guess, because that's the verb I used. Go ahead and real quick, uh, let's throw some good vibes at one another. Um, tell tell your friends what you liked that they brought to show and tell today.
1: Yeah, I'll start. So uh, Matt, I love uh, Super Troopers I love Beerfest. Um, when you when you said that originally, I, I knew immediately who I had already casted in, and, and our our thoughts were exactly <laughs> aligned. I was like, if this if, the, if this motherfucker doesn't put Farva as Wario, I'm moving. <laughs> Very well done. Very well represented. Um, I love. It's the perfect broken lizard movie that I would, like I said, that I would watch exactly on Comedy Central at two in the morning. So great job, um, Kyle. Uh, that was wild. The <laughs> that that the Scorsese movie was absolutely insane, and it, it but but also the most conceivable. Strangely enough, of the three movies, of the four movies, how many do we do?
5: Four. Four. I'm not
1: counting mine because mine was just an absolute insanity. And, and Giovanni, um, I, you know, we've only started to get to know each other, but I, I already know that you were p- very good at book reports when you <laughs> were <a> kid.
4: <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> I, I don't remember, but I'm gonna say yes.
1: I have to imagine. Um, I, I mean, I already said it, but I love this like sideways like. Mid, you know, middle age coming of coming of age like, um, tale here, and specifically the like they need the they have the woman to show how too much of an asshole the rest of them are, is, is very good. Um, so the funny story when uh, Todd and I were watching uh, Shazam, he looked over at me uh, because that was a thing that we did a couple of weeks ago. Um, Todd looked over at me and said, "Uh, the, looks like the villain was toxic masculinity after all." <laughs> a great villain. It's a great villain. <laughs> and and oh man, if, if that isn't just the the core tenet of of most of these movies these days, so um, excellent, excellent work. Uh, th- thanks for coming. Thanks for playing. Oh, thank you.
2: Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, Andrew, I if you couldn't guess, am not a huge fan of Wes Anderson movies. Um, however, I do really, really like Moonrise Kingdom and if i were to try and write out a wes anderson movie with mario characters it would sound exactly like what you said so good job accomplishing <laughs> you. what you set out to Thank do you. today
1: that is what i did
2: kyle i love gritty reboots of anything no matter how absurd they may be also leonardo dicaprio and ray liota acting side by side opposite each other <laughs> is everything i've ever <laughs> needed and didn't know i wanted um that's great.
3: I imagine, I imagine you'd see a little bit of fear in Leonardo DiCaprio's eyes at the all whole times, time. because I'm pretty sure Ray leota is just like one confrontation away from just a complete <laughs> literally crazy, one hundred
2: percent. And uh, Giovanni, you brought Rami Malek into this, and and for that, I give you points, lots and lots of points for bringing in Rami Malek. Um, I still love Broken Lizard and they're one of my favorite comedy troupes and I love all the movies they make. So I I think my movie's the best and that's how I feel about it. But uh Rami Malek, man. Points. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um so Andrew, yeah, you got all the you got all the Wes Andersonisms in there. Um it was
1: a bingo card
3: and I won. <laughs> somehow uh Luke Luke and Owen Wilson as Mario and Luigi like isn't too cheesy and stupid to work but just (laughs) cheesy and stupid enough to work um and i love it uh matt uh, the you wrote a broken lizard movie and you put a mario skin on it uh uh golf golf clap for you sir good good job um i i only my only complaint is that like kevin heffernan isn't mario so we can get an exact like repeat of the I'm not landfill, but just call me landfill joke, except as like, um, I had two lives left or something. Like that's the only, that's the only joke I wish we could work in somehow. And then Giovanni, you, you wrote a movie and holy crap, is it good? And like something I would absolutely just like watch and tell everyone is the best movie ever. And they would like, look at me like, okay, sure. Sure. It is Kyle. And, but like, that's that's like my exact movie style <laughs> so <laughs> you you got my vote over my movie even so good <sighs> good work thank you thank you
4: uh, I, I want to say all th- all three of you incredible. I mean, really, I didn't know what to expect uh, from from the pitches going into this, and they were all so different, but they all worked. And and I was like, yeah, I like I like all of these in as as like reimaginings of Mario. I mean, the Wes Anderson Wes Anderson thing is is inspired, uh, you know. Uh, especially even just thinking of like you know the Yoshi game art style, like the new one, the mm-hmm. Crafted World. Like if he- if yeah. he was doing like a stop motion in that style, like I can see it. Plus, you're gonna get a scene in one of the sequels where uh, Luigi. And, uh, and, and Waluigi get to do a, wow, 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 wow. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, and that's just, like, as soon as you said, this wow, says. for the first time, I was like, yeah, this is, this is perfect. Um, uh, Matt, g- just genius, just genius, uh, bringing back Broken Lizard here and making, like, an R-rated, like, because, you know, kids who grew up with Mario are, you know, they're older now, right? And, like, mm-hmm. Make make a film for them, right? Like kids these days, they don't play the Mar. They literally do. But let's just say, for the sake of argument, they don't play Mario. Older older audience is really gonna relate to this. I think it's very funny and very good. And and Kyle, just just genius. I mean, like Mario, the Mario Brothers, just being uh, Italians. It fits into Martin Scorsese's sort of like Italian gangster style, right? Um, I can say this because I am Italian <laughs> uh, and, and did have family in the mob at some point, way down the line. So I'm I'm an authority on this. Uh, way, 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 way far ago, uh, far mm-hmm. enough ago that I can say that. Um, so, so really, just just genius. I, I love the idea of a gritty Mario Brothers movie uh, making it making it more realistic. It's beautiful, beautiful. All these are great.
0: So I'm back from from building my debate, this cake that I said I was going to build. Um, and so I, I what flavor is it? Todd? Um, it's like it, well, it's it's funfetti because that's like the best flavor of, of cake. Yeah. I don't have a joke for that. That's just that's the deep. way it is. That's cute. Uh, so. So I this is a tough decision. Because I think all of your movies are good in some respects and very bad in <laughs> other respects. And, and I just want to get that out of the way right away. But but what
1: better way to embody the spirit of the Mario Brothers yeah. movie?
0: Yeah, they, that's exactly it. I think there were some very high points on on all of these. And then they also had very, very low points. So I'm going to... Um, I'm going to eliminate a couple of them right away. So, unfortunately, Matt, we're not doing the Broken Lizard <laughs> reboot. I got to tell you, man, um, I have set up a GoFundMe for it, though, and I'm sure it's going to be just fine. It's just not going to land
3: under, under my <laughs> studio. You just might have to release it on Crackle. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I will be sharing and retweeting that GoFundMe until this movie is made. God damn it.
0: So, so I'm going to have to, uh, man, eliminate another one. So, Kyle, I'm sorry. Uh, I quit. I, wow. I, I loved so much your John Goodman, but there are just, I don't think the world is ready to have Mario be, be gritty and breaking limbs on live screen. I don't think we're You're quite right. ready for the blood on the shoes of John Goodman that he wipes up with his, like, pocket handkerchief. <laughs>
3: You're wrong. Me and, me and Martin Scorsese will, will show you, Todd. Just wait. So, so I'm left here with uh,
0: Giovanni and Andrew, and so I'm just going to go ahead and announce uh, the winner, and then let second place just kind of deal with that. And so the good news is that we can look forward to 20 years of a wrestler playing Mario because Giovanni is is the winner. And and there's so many good reasons why. So one toxic masculinity masculinity is always the big bad. (laughs) And I I think you did have me at first copying that equation of having a pro wrestler play uh, Mario because that man is nothing but biceps and beard uh, or and mustache. That's all he is. But I got to say, Andrew, it was a close second because before Giovanni had said it, I, in my head, had Owen Wilson going, wow, and then Waluigi <laughs> going, Wah. Like I, That mental image played uh, over in my head um, a couple of times. So I uh, should have
1: doubled down on that. Um, now, picture that, though, but like with Ruby Tuesday playing in the background. <laughs>
3: <laughs> does, does that put him over the top? Does he win first place Does, it, does that change anything? Uh,
0: I, I will say, if for some reason the... MBCU falls through We're totally gonna reboot it in another couple years As a Wes Anderson um, Fantastic Mr. Fox style movie Like hands down Perfect So we'll go ahead and cut it there So thanks for listening to Debate This Follow along with the argument on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram At Debate this Cast, And check out our website at DebateThisCast.com If you like what you hear Please leave us a review so more people can hear our nerdy Fun, dumb, pointless show
2: Until next time I'm Todd Thomas
1: I'm Andrew, two Baldwins D Henderson.
2: I'm Matt, my microphone cut out while we were recording this, so I had to re-record it later on my phone, Cole. Um, I'm Kyle, I'm actually more proud of casting
3: Harvey Keitel as King Boo than I am as John Goodman, as Bowser Harper.
4: And I'm, I'm Giovanni, look, just, you don't have to be performative in your masculinity, Paul Antonio.
0: Saying, thanks for debating with us, and if you think we're wrong, then you can come fight us behind the swing sets, nerds.